Welcome back to The Concrete. It's Malcolm Reed, your host. I have another special guest this episode, a very special guest. A guest that I will say is a little bit different from the other episodes, but it's definitely gonna be some learning and different things, learning different eating habits, stuff like that on this episode. I wanna introduce my special guest, Brittany Carter, B For Real 610 vegan chef extraordinaire do i come on you yeah <laughs> hey do i get close <laughs> how you doing Brittany? i am good how are you fine you good good i can't complain so i've been hearing a lot about you like your whole like you, it's basically like a little movement eating healthy is a movement it's 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 definitely not easy it's yeah. a hard thing so i commend you and salute you for everything you're doing Especially with the whole coronavirus and everything going on, you gotta eat well, especially with everything going on. So, I wanna start it off with an icebreaker. Okay. You ready? You sure yeah, you ready? All right. I was, I was right. born for this. Okay. <laughs> if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? It would be soup. <laughs> it would be soup. Any soup, any stew that's like, like veggie based or plant based, I would eat. Like I am a huge soup lover. Like it's just comforting and co I don't know. It's something about broth. Like anytime, like I go out or anything, and I come home the next day, it's like I immediately want some soup. Like All right, so it don't matter the time. Super salad. You the soup person. Yeah, I'm All the right. soup person. I'll eat the salad too. All right. Like don't don't get it twisted. I'll All eat right. both, but the soup for sure. Like I actually made a um a cookbook of vegan soups and stews. So it's called a for real guide to vegan soups and stews. So it's definitely like my passion, like, as far as just cooking in general, but soups, yeah, they number one. Okay, what soup do you think would it be your favorite? Oh, that's a good question. Um, this one sounds real boring, <laughs> but like a tomato, like, I like, I really like tomato soup, mm -hmm. but like with like the classic grilled cheese and all of that. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of boring, but I like a lot of different things, but if I had to go with it, I would The I classic would say tomato. The know. classic tomato, tomato basil. Oh, all right. Tomato just to basil. be specific. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you gotta be specific. Yeah. This is a specific episode right here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, uh, where are you from in your upbringing? So I actually grew up at Eddie Stone. So a lot of people don't know that when they ask me where I'm from, like they think I'm from Chester or they think I'm from Philly, um, just because like my family is mm -hmm. here. So I spent a lot of time here, but my mom actually moved to Eddie Stone. So my entire upbringing, like I went to Eddie Stone Elementary, really middle, really high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, when me and Naj got together, I was actually living in Prospect Park and then moved to Chester. Um, but my upbringing was just really like Eddie Stone. <laughs> like it was real Eddie Stone. Um, but it was just a mixture because it's like I went to a predominantly white school, but you know, you got out of school and you go to Chester. Mm -hmm. So it was just like I had a mix of both of the worlds. Um, so I definitely see more of Chester now that I live here. Mm -hmm. Coming up, it was two different worlds. Okay. 
He might be the first person I ever met playing Eddie Stone. Yeah, and it's so crazy because when I used to say that, like, when yeah. I, I used to be embarrassed. Nah, like, you not be embarrassed. No, but Eddie when Stone. I was younger, when yeah. I was younger, now that I'm older, I realize, like, no, it's nothing to be embarrassed about about exactly. having a good upbringing. Exactly. But when you are a child, like, you made to feel, like, condemned about where you grow up if it's not considered hood, like, or if it's not considered, like, you was in the trenches. Right. So you kind of don't got, like, no street credibility when you younger, because they just, like, you want the really, like, yeah. you don't know nothing, you don't know this, but it's really, like, where you grow up really doesn't define who you are as a person. It just means that I ain't had to struggle as much, but I should be proud of it. Exactly. And I was, it, it was like, when I was a kid, I was made to feel like I shouldn't be proud of it. Okay. So, growing up, who inspired you? Not cooking, but who inspired you? Like, I, I know, like, it's somebody along the line that inspired you to do what you do. Yeah. And who was it? You know what? It's crazy because I can't think of no one person in particular. What I will say is that I had a lot of positive reinforcement, like, as a child. Like, my mom really, really um, instilled just positivity into me and helped build one up, like, my self-esteem and just really being overall supportive of anything that I did. Like, my family, like, they are overly supportive of me. And just, I just had a lot of positive reinforcement, just no matter what. Like, everything I did, people were like, you're doing great. Like, I could just be like writing my name, and they be like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And the crazy thing about that, when you younger, you take stuff like that for granted, but when you get older, you be like, wow, like, that's that's it why I am the way I am. Yeah. And it really helped build my self-esteem. Like, I'm an old, like, I'm very secure with myself. Like, I can walk to the beat of my own drum. I don't feel the need to, like, follow the, the, the crowd, the, the crowd yeah. or the social norm. Um, just because growing up, I was able to express myself and I always had that positive reinforcement no matter what I did. So I would just say I was just inspired from constantly having that positive reinforcement. It gave me motivation to continue to be me and do what I wanted. Okay. Did you go to college or did you go like culinary arts school? So like what I did, I went to it's so crazy because looking back on college, it's like nothing it's nothing compared to like what I'm doing now. So I originally went to school for criminal justice. Okay. I was actually studying to be a probation parole officer. Okay. And somewhere down the line, I was just like, this is not what I want to do. And because at the time I was working for a bank, I was like, you know what? I want to go into accounting mm -hmm. in like finance. So I started doing that, but it just like, you know, college, like you really not kind of like doing what you want to do. You kind of just pick it some, for some people, not for everybody, but for some people, you kind of just picking something to have something to get a degree, um, but it's not necessarily your passion. So in doing it, I just realized it just wasn't what I wanted to do. So I started off at community. Um, I actually was supposed to go to an HBCU, but I didn't have the funds to go and I was going to have to like slave to stay there because I wanted to go out of state and I was really like, hell bent on going to the school. Right. So um, when I did, when I wasn't able to go, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going, like, I'm not going to work. Like, I'm not applying for no other schools or whatever. And I ended up going to the community, which I'm not mad I did because I saved money. Right. So I went to Delaware County and then I transferred over to Westchester. Um, so I did get my associates, but I didn't finish out my bachelor's because I just realized, like, I just felt like it was a scam. Like, I just started to feel like it was a scam. Yeah, I felt, I, I graduated <laughs> from college too. Went to yeah. a black college, Dell State. It's a scam. Okay. Yeah, it's a scam. Uh, yep. So as far as, like, cooking, what made you start cooking? 
So it's crazy because I always like cooking. Always. Always. Like, I've always been a foodie. I've always been somebody that like different types of foods, different cultures. Like, I've never been a picky eater my entire life. Um, so when, with the whole vegan situation, it was just like... I love the creativity behind cooking because you really could come up with your own concoctions. It gives you like the freedom to kind of play with okay, different okay, ingredients. Hold up, hold up, don't give them too oh, much sauce. You giving them too much sauce already. We gonna get there. We really we gonna, yeah, we gonna get there. But what cooking in general, just I'm a foodie. Okay. I enjoy food, so naturally I enjoy cooking it too. Okay, and in your family, who was the like the one that really taught you how to cook? Because I know we all got that person that like. Yeah. Want to stand over your shoulder, want to yeah. really critique everything you make and type people. My mom helped out a little bit. She, if she was here, she would say she she taught me everything I know. But I ventured off on my own and did what nibble. But mm -hmm. she did teach me stuff like um, just like the basics, you know, like different things. Um, my uncle, one of my uncles, was like a really big cook. Like he would make stuff from scratch. He made pies and this and the third. So it was a lot of like. Um, just home cooking and stuff like that. So I would say between like my mom and my uncle, um, I would definitely see people, you know, making stuff from scratch. Like my mom used to bake from scratch. She don't cook at all anymore. Can't get her in the kitchen, but- hey, uh, why you cook and your daughter the chef? <laughs> like she like, my kid is grown. Yeah. Like they are grown, I don't need to cook. So yeah, um, but yeah, basics, my mom for sure. Okay. Uh, like, so you're a, like, so what you call yourself a chef, right? You're a, a chef, or what would you call you? What do you call, like, what would you want the people to call you? I would call myself a seasoned home cook. That's what I would call myself. I don't call myself a chef only because, like, I don't know, because I didn't go to culinary school. So I kind of don't look at myself as a chef. I know you don't have to go to culinary school. I didn't school. go to school for mass communications either, and you see what I'm doing, right? This is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. Um, I don't know. I don't call myself a chef like for me I have such high standards for a lot of things so like if I feel like I'm not meeting that standard I'd be like no you can't call me that like when you was like you know introduced I'm like I'm just Brit like oh, okay. I'm just Brit so I'm really hum humble I'm extremely humble like yeah, I'm overly humble so yeah I'm just a seasoned home cook who's gonna call me that okay so since you don't call yourself a chef it's like all these cooking shows and stuff like that on TV what cooking shows do you watch now, I do love MasterChef, specifically the home cook edition, <laughs> because, you know, they take regular people. Mm -hmm. Like, when you watch a lot of other cooking shows, they be using, like, ingredients you probably never heard of or not easily attainable at your local supermarket. Right. So it's just like, eh. But when they hit the home cook edition, I'm like, oh, all right, bet. Like, this is something I could relate to because they're using everyday ingredients to make these amazing dishes. So MasterChef, for sure. Like, I've stalked them. Yeah. I you stalk them, huh? Yeah, because, like, <laughs> when the winners, I'm like, all right, what you doing now? Like, what's going on? Like, I I wait patiently for the next season. Like, I'm waiting right now for the next season, but COVID, so. Okay. Yeah, Master Chef, lit. This lit. I okay. Like, well, like, what made you go vegan? So, initially, it was for weight loss. You know, I was trying to be a joint. You, 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 you feel me? Get, get right, get tight. I was like, you know, let me, I'm trying to shave off a couple pounds. So, initially, it was for weight loss. Um, and in doing so, like, at first, we were like, all right, we're going to do it for two weeks. Just mm -hmm. see, like, you know. And it wasn't even anything where I felt like, all right, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. This is going to be, like, I'm going to make this a business. No, it was literally just one day. We're going to do it for two weeks. After the two weeks, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel amazing. Clarity, feeling focused, 
skin clearing up, you just feel great. I mean, so the weight loss was kind of like secondary. It became secondary because it's like, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. So why not keep this up? Then on top of that, I always would hear that people would get sick when they would go back to eating like beef mm -hmm. and chicken or whatever. So I was scared to get sick. <laughs> so it kind of led me to continue it. So you ain't never spin a block. You ain't never go back and eat some meat. No. Now, I did slip up and do, like, seafood and dairy, but yeah. beef, chicken, lamb, nah. Okay. All right, so Not at all. if you could, though, what, what, would you, what type of meat would you eat if you could slip up? If I was a slip up, you know what? It's crazy because I was never a huge meat eater to begin okay. with, but if I was, I did used to enjoy a good steak from time to time, so I would, I would say steak, a, a nice medium steak. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, but yeah. keep fighting. You keep, keep yeah, it strong. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't even power. have any, um, I don't have any cravings. Oh, yeah, that's good. No. So... Eating healthy is so hard. So how do you make sure during your process with every meal you eating all the right nutrients in every meal? So I would definitely say, like, I tell everybody it's like, I'm not a licensed nutritionist. So for me, I just tell people, like, what I do. And for me, it's a balance. Like, I am not perfect. I'm not sitting there counting calories at every meal. I'm like, hold up. Let me get the iron. Wait, I need some B12. Like, it's not like that. It's just, all right, I know what I like. So if I'm going to have something that's like a meat substitute, then, yeah, I'm going to throw some spinach in there. You know what I mean? All right, I don't want to overindulge on carbs today, so let me get some cauliflower rice. So let me get some sweet potatoes because I know that they're a uh, more complex carb. So I'm not... Um, overly strict about every single meal, but I definitely keep in my head like, all right, I have no greens today. Let me drink a green juice. Right. Um, so it's just having that balance and being conscious of what you're putting into your body because uh, what a lot of people don't do or don't think of food as is fuel. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, I'm feeling a little sluggish today. Why? Because I probably had something I wasn't supposed we'll to eat. So it's really just having that balance and just being conscious, but also being educated on what your body needs. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little research that, that is involved. So what do you think is like the key to eating healthy? Like the key? Because I know you said like it's different with you, so everybody probably got a different yeah. thing that keep them going. So what do you think the key is? Honestly, just to piggyback off that is just to really find what works for you. I feel like the problem with eating healthy, a lot of people see it as a chore. Mm -hmm. A lot of people see it as, dang, all right, I can't have this pizza, or dang, all right, I can't have this cheesesteak. But what they may, all right, well, let me get a cauliflower pizza. You know what I'm saying? Let me get something that's low carb. Let me figure out another way to have have it and still enjoy it so that I don't feel deprived. I feel like a lot of people try to fit this structure of healthy eating, mm -hmm. but what they really need to do is figure out what works for them. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, maybe I'll have a cheat meal. Maybe I'll have a cheat day. Like, maybe I can incorporate, you know, something into my life to where as though I don't feel deprived. And when you start looking up stuff and you try to fit this mold of what healthy eating looks like... You get discouraged. It, you get discouraged because mm -hmm. it may not be the same for you like it may not be so maybe you need to start gradually maybe you need to all right today i'm going to make sure for sure i'm eating healthy breakfast for sure i might like i might you know go off on my lunch and my dinner but i'm eating a healthy breakfast all week long mm -hmm. the next week i'm gonna try to incorporate lunch on monday eat a healthy lunch and not um being so hard on yourself. I think people are super hard on themselves, um, but I just feel like there's no perfect way to go about a healthy lifestyle. There's no perfect way to do it. Right. So I know with me, like, 
I'm I'm Jamaican. I'm fifty percent Jamaican. My mom from Jamaica. Oh, you eat they, good. They eat all <laughs> bread stuff. So like that's what I was born off. Yeah. Of. So being when I was growing up, that's what I was used to. So when I start playing sports, I was still working out and everything, but eating that. Mm-hmm. Now paying for it. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like get into the whole eating healthy. I'm trying. Listen. Right. I'm I'm not gonna be you. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Far from it, it's but cool. I'm trying. I'm going to the gym, making sure I eat yeah. certain things every day, stuff like that. Just trying to get my process going. But that's why I tell people, like, do what works for you because you got to figure, like, all right, I just turned 30. So, basically, I spent 25 of my years eating the way the typical American eats. Yeah. So, you got to understand that you're undoing Wait, hold up. 25 years. Typical American. Typical, typical black, black American. American. <laughs> right? The typical black American. So, I'm eating the way the typical black American grew up eating. Right. So, you undoing 25 Five years, unless that's just me. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about anybody that's older than me. Right. So you do undoing 25 years of what you've been taught. That's hard. Right. So you gotta be easy on yourself. You gotta give yourself time. Right. It's not gonna happen overnight. Like, you know, if you you just wanna have a bad day and just throw the whole diet or throw the whole lifestyle in the trash, no, you're gonna start with the next meal and pick it back up and try to do better the next time. Yeah, that's what anything. You know? So it's just doing what works for you. Being patient with yourself, not being super hard on yourself, and taking it one day at a time. Like okay. that's that's my number one advice. Okay. So uh, you have a have a child, right? I do. Okay. My little baby. So with a child, how does it go? Like you got a child, kids want what they want. How but do you, you know what? How do you do that? What I tell people because a lot of people look at me and be like, Oh my god, he eats this. Oh my god, he eats that. He is a child. He does not know what he likes. So it's not hard to steer him into the direction of eating the way we eat because at the end of the day, he only going to eat what we give him. So he can't say, oh, well, I only like, you know, I don't know, I only like chicken nuggets. He's never had a chicken nugget. That, yeah, that might it might be easier than I thought that would actually be. It's harder. Be hard, I think but... it's harder for an older child. Oh, okay. So if your child is five and you decide today, all right, you know what, we not eating meat no more. Your child gonna your five-year-old will look at you and be like, no, yeah, I not, said <laughs> chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. So it's harder for an older child, but because I was already in this lifestyle when I had him, it's just like I'm just gonna feed him what I eat. Mm-hmm. So people look at him like he eat peppers, he eat avocado, he eat yes. Okay. Because that's what I gave him. Okay. <laughs> and he don't know any different. Right. So it's just making sure. And then on top of that, like another tip that I received just as a parent is like when he, when sometimes I'll give him something and he be like, mm-mm. Like he'll, like he'll shake his head or he won't open his mouth. But like his pediatrician was like, just try again. Like he may not like it that time, but come back again. Mm-hmm. And it has worked every time. Like, I may try, like, when he opens his mouth, I pop it right in. Because he don't know it's not good. Exactly. He just thinks it's not good. Yeah, I don't I even mean, think about that. Because as kids, they just want, basically, they want anything somebody else sees. So I thought that I thought that would be a little bit harder. Than <laughs> a little it's, difficult. Yeah, nope. it's so simple, huh? Nah, he gonna eat whatever we eat. He see, child, we be sitting there eating. Here he come, feet low pattering. Mm-hmm. He want whatever we eat. He don't care what it is. He don't even know what it is. Yeah, you know, he's only one. Mm-hmm. He's just curious. Right. So you start developing that palate. You start broadening them horizons, giving him a wide array of food. Like, I tell people, like, I'm gonna have that five-year-old that's gonna be eating sushi because... That is, you know, you're just teaching them what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you steer them in the right direction, that's what they're going to eat. And that just, like, helped being, like, 
knowing the culture, different cultures and stuff like that, eating like that, that put them on to yeah. stuff more, a little bit more quicker. And I eat a lot of different stuff. Like, it's crazy because um, when I had did, like, I would do events where I did, like, vegan soul food or whatever. And I remember sometime, one time the uh, guy said to Naj, like, oh, you be eating good at home. And he was like, man, she don't even cook this at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he put you out there, right? He put there. me out there. <laughs> but realistically, I just don't eat soul food like that. Mm-hmm. And people find it crazy. Like, even when I was eating meat, people were like, yeah, you probably turn that fried chicken up. And I'm like, I don't even really eat fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just really not a huge soul food eater. Like, I like a bunch of different stuff. Like, I tear up some, like, before I stop eating meat, Jamaican food. What? Like, crucial. Like, I, but I eat all Ethiopian, child, Vietnamese. Like, yeah. I eat a lot of different things. So, it's just. Soul food is like yeah, basic it's to your me. Last resort, basic. Yeah, it's real basic to me. So, what would you like for the people that don't understand? Because I even have a problem with this. So, what's the difference between vegan, the vegetarian, vegetarian, and plant-based diet? Okay. So, with vegetarian, vegetarian just means you don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. So, you may still have dairy. Mm-hmm. You may still eat eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, you may still eat other animal byproducts. Mm-hmm. You might still have honey, but you won't necessarily eat a steak or you're not going to have, you know, any chicken or anything like that. Plant, well, let's go to vegan. Vegan means you don't have any animals and you don't have any animal byproducts. Okay. So you're not doing milk, you're not doing eggs, you're not doing um, honey, you're not doing anything that is an animal or that comes from an animal. Because in in veganism, it's the whole ethical treatment of animals. So you don't want nothing to do with comes from an animal, period. Right. Now, plant-based is different from vegan. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people get confused with vegan and plant-based, and it is confusing. So vegan just means go have some, you know, vegan Alfredo, I'm going to turn them carbs up. Mm-hmm. It's vegan. But plant-based over here, like, nah, we we healthy, mm-hmm. so we're not going to have the meat substitute you can get out the freezer section. We're going to make our own plant-based meat from plants. Gotcha. We're not going to use the processed um, foods. We're not going to eat the processed foods. So when you're strictly plant-based, plant-based, which is healthier, you're basically eating the um, Things of earth. Okay. Things of earth. And you don't really dibble and dabble in processed vegan foods. Okay. All right. So for the people that are vegan, like what's an easy vegan meal to start making and for your process? Like just to get you going, like that's yeah. that's going to get you into transition, basically. You know what? The easiest thing is probably a pasta. And if I had to give a specific one, I would probably say like, like a lasagna. Like a lot of people like lasagna. And lasagna is not hard to make. Mm -hmm. So, and this is where we go into the veganism opposed to plant-based. So for me, I kind of became big just because I was helping the transitional vegan. It is very hard to jump from eating everything you were eating to being strictly plant-based. So if you want to make a vegan lasagna, you could go see a local supermarket and get you a vegan ricotta. You know what I mean? Get you the vegan beefless crumble or whatever. You would use the regular noodles, um, lasagna noodles. You would get you your pasta sauce or whatever and you would make it because that's something you may probably already know how to make. You're just subbing it with the vegan items or the vegan ingredients. So so um, lasagna or any type of like pasta dish, super easy. Okay. Um, you could go right to your supermarket and get a meatless substitute. Okay. So uh, if you could cook for one person, 
dead or alive, who would it be and why? Dang, that's so hard. Yeah, let me know. Like, and if you're oh. picking them, they gotta be somebody that you, if you, if this food trash is gonna be an issue for you. Dang. So like, political, like, on the surface brick would probably say something like Michelle Obama. Okay. But like, at home, me, Britt, would probably say, like, Cardi B or something like okay. that. Because you know she's going to give you a straight she answer. She's going to give me the straight answer. answer. <laughs> and if it don't bang, she's going to let me know. She's probably going to make a video, put it on Instagram, yeah. and say how trash she was. Yeah, I feel you. Like, at least so, you're you ready for that. Like, you know. Yeah, you know. I like criticism. I like constructive criticism because I don't want you out here lying to me. Yeah. I don't want me, I don't want to be out here promoting my food, piping it up, like, yeah, bang it, bang it, bang, the whole time it's trash. Like, and, and you not telling me? Right. And you know there's people me. out there that be promoting let Listen, don't need to be right. Okay? I'm the type of person, listen, pull me to the side. Let me know. (laughs) I will not take it personal. Let me know what you did like, what you didn't like, anything in between. Mm -hmm. I am not it. How you give me constructive criticism, I welcome it. Because I want to know. I want to know the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, and you feel, you got to be ready for constructive criticism. Because at any moment, something could go left and you could be like, oh... But you know what? I'm actually extra hard on myself because, cause, like, I had people taste things a million times, and they be like, it's good, it's good. Like, why are you tripping? It's good. And I'm like, nah, you don't understand. I'm not just cooking food. I'm cooking. I have to hold myself to a higher standard because people already in their mind, like, this is going to be nasty. Mm-hmm. This is going to be terrible. Like, this don't have no meat in it. It probably isn't seasoned. It's probably not flavorful. Like, it's probably terrible. So I have to hold myself to a higher standard because people are already in a negative space right. when they come to me. So, yeah, it's definitely, like, the pressure be on. Right. The pressure be on. Okay. And I noticed that you like to travel. I like to I travel do. also. You like to travel a lot. Like, where's your favorite place to travel? So far, okay, so I got to split it up. In the United States so far, California. Love, 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 love California. Um, We went to San Diego when I was pregnant. Love, like, definitely feel like we need to take a trip anyway. Yeah, Cali, definitely nice area. Yeah, San Diego was so dope. Um, So specifically San Diego, L.A. was cool, but I feel like... I feel like I could get tired of L.A. because I've been there so many times, so I'm just like, ah, L.A., cool. Out of the U.S., um, it's so many more places that I want to travel to, um, but so far, Dominican Republic treated us the best, like, literally spent pennies going there and got treated like royalty. It was ridiculous. And so we went to uh, Punta Cana, had the time of our lives, and not just, like, going out partying, yeah. but, like, really seeing just the, the island. the culture and stuff yeah. like that. Really being able to experience the culture and seeing the sights, like it was, it was extremely dope. And we were there for a good amount of time, so we got a chance to do a lot. Um, but yeah, so far Punta Cana. But I, I definitely want to travel overseas. Um, I want to get some overseas countries under my belt because um, so far it's just been pretty much the island, Mexico. Um, I've been to Cancun a couple times, mm-hmm. um, but want to travel overseas. Okay. So if if opportunity came and somebody offered you like a big production company or something like that, they offered you a show, or but you had to move and take your business there, where would it be? It would be LA or would it be somewhere Ooh. else? You know what? For business purposes, I really, really like Atlanta. Atlanta. 
it's cliche, I feel like, because I feel like everybody is going down there. But Atlanta is like a black mecca. Yeah, it's the black. That's where the black like, dollars circulate right the now. Black dollars circulate, and it's just beautiful to see. Like it's so dope to go down to Atlanta and just be the majority. Like, yes. and you see black excellence. It's not a situation where it's like you being hated on because you got this or you got that. It's normal right. down there. So. If I had to get up and, and go, Atlanta for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I know this answer, but I'm going to ask it again. If you could be on any show, what show would it be showing your talents? Man, right here. No, no, <laughs> like, I'm, no saying I'm, I'm saying cooking. I'm saying cooking. Thank you. Appreciate Master, the shout out. Master Chef. Master Chef. Oh, wow. I would probably be extremely, extremely nervous. I'm not a nervous person. Yeah, they put the pressure on you on that job. But Master Chef, yo, to do what they do, like when I watch Master Chef, I'm like, no, there's no way that they have no idea what they're cooking before they start cooking because it's so limited mm-hmm. in time. And when you gotta cook under a time constraint, pressure, bro. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Like I would lose it. I'll probably get eliminated the first. The first episode. But you'll just be happy. That I would just be happy I was there. Like, yeah. I'll probably be, you know how they do the little <laughs> confessional or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the one, when they talk about how they look. Child, I'm happy I was here. I knew I was going to get eliminated. Like, it's cool. But it's just, I just be watching them having anxiety. But mm-hmm. MasterChef for sure. Okay. MasterChef. Do you want to go in the restaurant business? Because, like, right now, like, Vegan restaurants is like, yeah, it's slim like, to none. Yeah, and I think right now is the best time for it. Yeah. Everybody want to eat healthier. Everybody want to work out. Everybody want to do stuff like that. But we, especially around here, we don't have the, the like the the access to it. Like, yeah. there's nowhere to get that type of stuff. So, do you think that would be like one of your goals in the future? So that's definitely a goal. I actually have a couple of different ideas for storefronts, not just a restaurant, but just a couple of other things. Okay, I'm don't give them all the sauce on here. <laughs> Can't give them all the sauce. Just a little bit. Um, but a restaurant for sure. Just because Chester deserves a vegan restaurant. Like, it, and that was actually, I don't know if we're going to get to this question, but that was actually my whole premise of opening up the juice bar because you have to go outside of Chester to find health conscious food. Mm-hmm. You have to go outside of Chester to get that. And Chester is actually known as a food desert. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. So the fact that it's a influx of Chinese stores and, you know, the corner stores and all the fast food and, you know, I mean, the soul food. And don't get me wrong, I ain't, you know, throwing no shade to the soul food businesses because I love y'all too. But it's no influx of, all right, you can go get your soul food, but right here we're going to give you some healthy food options as well. It should be a balance because when I go to Glen Mills, when I go to Brookhaven, when I go to Media, when I go to Aston, it's a balance. And that's where you see that, like, that gentrification stuff, like, all that yeah. going on. You see all of it. You be like, wow. Like, I like imagine if you if you had the opportunity when you were younger, you might have yeah. been vegan. Yeah. You might have been vegan, and this whole, everything would have been going, you probably would have been doing it. But yeah. since we don't had an opportunity around her, it's just like, all right, you had to go on and figure it out. Yeah. But the problem is, like... Diabetes, high blood pressure, all that stuff runs rampant in our community. And it's because our options are so limited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just not those options here. So in opening up the juice bar, like, cause a lot of people were like, well, where the food at? Where the food at? And don't get, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get to the food as far as the restaurant's concerns, definitely coming. Um, but the juice bar was just a little bit more near and dear to my heart. Cause I was just like, nah, this is something. The food is great, but a lot of people know me for comfort food, mm-hmm. comfort vegan food. 
And I was like, the juice is healthy through and through. It's, it tastes good, but it's really good for you. Okay. And that's what Chester needs. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yeah, I could have been greedy and been like, yeah, I'm about to open up this restaurant and get y'all some vegan soul food. Right. But y'all need this juice. Yeah, you need the juice. Y'all need this juice. Okay, and uh, the, the juice, like if somebody wanted it, where could they go get it? So we are down at 2300 West 4th Street, Chester, PA, 19013. Right inside of the marketplace. So it's a whole food court there. We're located right inside. We're open from Thursday to Monday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then Sunday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, so definitely come down. Check us out. It's called Beef for Real Juiced. Um, so we do all fresh, cold-pressed juices, which just means we are pressing the juice out of the fruit and the veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 100% juice. No added water, no added sugar. Everything is pressed daily. Um, we also do ginger shots. We do fresh lemonades. So with our lemonades, we don't even sweeten them with sugar. We sweeten them with agave. Okay. which is a healthier um, sweetener, but you wouldn't even miss it. Like, okay. you wouldn't even taste it and be like, is this stevia or is this sweet and low? Oh, okay. it, no, it tastes like you got some, you know, regular sugar in there. So, um, but they're all packed with nutrients. They're all really good for you. So definitely it was, for me, when I opened up the juice bar, I was like, this not for me. This is for us. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... This is something that we need that we don't have. This is something that we're missing. And not to say that other people weren't doing juice, but as far as a storefront is concerned, you could come in, you can ask questions, mm-hmm. you can get educated or become educated on what you may not know concerning like different nutrients and what right. the uh, different foods could do for your body. So it, it's just been dope so far. Okay. It's been dope. If you could give your younger self some advice now, what would it be? Like, well, your younger self some advice back then, but now you know with the knowledge you got now. What would, what would you tell your younger self? Child, <laughs> what would I tell my younger self? I honestly probably would have started this back when I was when I was younger, like really, really diving into it from a young age. So I would have, it's crazy. I want to say don't go to college, but I don't want to encourage people not to go to school because it just wasn't for me. It's not about not going to college. People, at this point, you got to know what's for you and what's not for you. Yeah, it wasn't for me. So honestly, I was on my younger self, like, child, next college. It's fine. If you ever want to go back, it'll be there. But, um, yeah, start focusing on what it is that you love and your passions and start to, you know, build off of that. Mm -hmm. When, yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. Build off of what your passions are now. Okay. And in the next five years, where do you see yourself? Because I know you got everything going on. Like, you talking about you got the juices popping, you trying to get the storefront popping, you trying to get the restaurant popping. In the next five years... What should be popping? Everything. Everything is going to be popping. And um, I just want to be, like, a pillar of the community, but I want to be a relatable one. I don't want, like, because the thing I feel like has actually helped me get to where I am is just because I've always been myself. Mm -hmm. I've never tried to fake the phone. I've never tried to be someone else or try to fit into whatever box people think I'm going to be in. Because people, yo, people used to get me out of here for not eating meat. Like, I'm talking about all the jokes at Thanksgiving. People are childish and immature and nine times out of ten, they're not being their selves. And at the end of the day, we're all, when we go out, and it's our time to go. What's our what is what is our headstone yeah. gonna say? Our name, nobody else's. Exactly. So it was just like 
I'm going, like, my whole thing about this was if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to be speaking to people and be in front of people, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to do this and pretend to be anybody else. So that was my whole thing. Like, I just want to be viewed exactly how I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to show up as me, and that's how I want people to see me, and I want people to, like, just see that, like, you could do what it is that you're passionate about, but you could always, you could also be yourself. Right. And you don't have to fit a mold. Like, I'm doing something that people really, really, like, don't understand. Or they're just scared. Yeah. they scared to do it or they don't understand um, what's going on. So it's like, you make fun of what you don't understand. Mm-hmm. So when I stop eating meat, they're like, well, what do you eat? Do you just drink smoothies? Do you just eat salads? Like, people used to have ordered now. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, people have doubled back. And yeah. they're like, alright, so can you, you show you, me... What you, what you talking about? Come <laughs> can you help me? Like, can you show me what you was talking about? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I just stayed true to myself. Um, so that's just where I see myself in five years, just really building off of what um the foundation that I'm laying right now mm-hmm. and just staying true to me. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Brittany, for coming on the concrete. Like this, this was very educational. I hope everybody tuned in and was paying attention. Okay. I'ma try to get on my stuff too. I ain't, gonna, <laughs> I ain't just trying to get y'all the game. I'm gonna actually try to get on my stuff too. But uh, where, where can people follow you at? So you can follow me. All right, so if you got Facebook, <laughs> you can follow me at Britt Carter. You can also follow my Facebook page at Be For Real. On Instagram, you can follow me at Be For Real 610. You can also follow me at Be For Real Juice. On YouTube, you can look me up, Be For Real. I show you exactly how to make vegan and plant-based food that does not taste terrible. So real quick, B for Real stands for being real about what we are putting into our bodies without compromising on the familiar flavors flavors that we know and love. So if you hop to my YouTube channel, you'll see a wide, you know, array of different recipes that you can make for you and your family. And I promise it will be good. It will be great. Okay, I appreciate you for being the... Yes. Third guest on the Concrete Podcast. Thanks and appreciate everybody for tuning in. Tune in to the next episode. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Keep on tuning in. The Concrete will focus on various business, sports, and entertainment success stories. But we will also talk about their paths getting there. There's nothing wrong with being from the Concrete. A hustle or passion was formed there. It created roses for many of my guests. So tune into the journey of myself and others. Follow me at Worthy Affiliate.